0: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile
0: banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Fourth and manageable, an SEC football podcast brought to you by 2400 Sports. Now, here's Brad Edwards. So Tyler, let's start with the SEC East. All right, you've seen, I think at this point, everybody play three times. We just established Georgia's the best team, no question. First thing that I think we should go to is who, if anyone in the SEC East, has a chance to challenge
1: Georgia? I think right now, Tennessee's the only team I see giving them a run for their money. Uh, not just because I went there, but I think they're the only team that can put up enough points to hang with their offense and i think it would take you know georgia kind of beating themselves as well making a bunch of mistakes you know fumble here interception tip interception there so i don't think you know if they both play clean games tennessee has a chance but uh if they can you know make georgia turn the ball over get some type of miraculous plays i think they could you know end up beating them
0: yeah and, and you know to your point uh the, the game is in Athens this year. So it, it's not like Tennessee would even have a, a crowd advantage. They have to go to Georgia. Um, but you mentioned the number of points someone would have to score. I mean, I, 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 I agree with you looking at their schedule, the Georgia schedule, Tennessee would be the one team. I would think that if, if anyone would have a chance to score in the twenties on them, it would be Tennessee. And that's what it's going to take at the bare minimum because Georgia's offense People didn't want to admit it last year, but I think this year it's pretty evident. They're they're good, very good on offense as well, even though you, you don't see them taking deep shots. They don't do anything all that fancy, but they're just so efficient and effective uh, because Stetson Bennett makes all the right decisions um, that they're going to score. They're going to score on on anybody. So uh, is, is that generally the way you see it? Is it you're going to you're going to have to score at least in the 20s in order to have a chance?
1: Yeah, twenties if not thirties. Uh and it's gonna it's gonna take, you know, having them turn the ball over. Uh maybe a special team's, you know, return for a touchdown uh could help. But if they both play, you know, mistake free football, uh I think Georgia wins by ten at least. Okay. So do you do you think Tennessee
0: is the second best team in the division right now, or do you think they just match up better with Georgia, not that any, not that they match up well, but that they bat, match up better with Georgia than say Kentucky does, just because maybe Tennessee has a little bit higher level of skill
1: on offense. I, I think Tennessee is the the second best team in the East. Uh, I think Kentucky's right there. Florida, I think everyone kind of has a, a game plan for Florida now, so you know they're gonna. I think they're gonna struggle coming up, and I think if you know Tennessee can keep you know, rolling on offense like they are, I think they have a good shot.
0: And so I'm assuming since Kentucky's already won at Florida, that you would put Kentucky ahead of Florida, not to mention Florida struggled again against South Florida. And then, you know, you, you've, you've got three other teams there at the bottom of the league with South Carolina and Missouri and and Vanderbilt, or I should say the bottom of the division, uh, you you see those teams as all pretty much the same or do you see one being a little bit above the others as far as, as far as breaking down, who, who do you think has the best chance to be bowl eligible out of those
1: three? Uh, <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're not real exciting football teams to watch if I'm going to be honest. Uh, I mean, South Carolina has the players. It's just,
0: and they're very beat up on defense right now. Yeah. Already
1: through three, through three weeks, they, they already have depth issues on that side of the ball. And offensively, it's just it's it seems like when they get things, you know, finally going, it's a mistake here, a mistake there. It's just they can't ever put, you know, a complete drive, let alone a game together.
0: How about the West? Um, we know Alabama is the most talented team. But look, this is the second week in a row. And I know the final score was 63 to seven, and most people didn't watch a play of it but if you were paying attention, Alabama for the second week in a row basically didn't show up for the second quarter. And it's, it's not that that's unusual within the grand scheme of college football. It's just unusual for Alabama for a Nick Saban coach team, especially two weeks in a row to just go flat right there at at, at a point in the first half of a game. So I, I don't think Alabama is, is quite at the level that we're used to it being at. That doesn't, that certainly doesn't mean Alabama isn't capable of win the national championship, but I, I think they're they're They seem more vulnerable than Georgia, I guess is the way I would say it. Who let's just start with the West. Who do you think in the West would be capable of beating Alabama on a given day based on what we've seen through the first three games?
1: I think that had to be Ole Miss. Uh, I think they, they have an offense that can, uh, You know, put Alabama in some, you know, not so good situations, uh, you know, trying to take the deep shot and then running the ball. I know if you can run the ball in Alabama, you have a really good shot at winning the game. And they've been running the ball great. And Kiffin, you know, was at Alabama for a little bit. He, you know, he might know a thing or two about Saban, might have a, you know, inside scoop that, you know, these other coaches might not. And so they're, I think they have the best shot.
0: And so that's a road game that, that Alabama has left on the schedule. And, and look, Alabama obviously didn't play well on the road against Texas in week two. Most of its road games last season didn't play well. So you would think if they're going to lose, it, it, it's going to be on the road. Um, they're, they're also at LSU, although Alabama has had its way in Baton Rouge over, I mean, really the last 50 years, to be honest, not just in the Saban era, but they're at Tennessee as well. Um, Tennessee strikes me as a team that that also poses some problems potentially for Alabama, and maybe maybe a little bit more so than Ole Miss just because I think if I had to attack Alabama's defense, I would rather do it through the air than on the ground, and Tennessee, of those two teams, seems to be the stronger passing team. And so um, what, what, what do you feel uh, as far as who maybe is a bigger threat to Alabama uh, as far as the road opponents between LSU Ole Miss, and Tennessee
1: I'm going to have to go with my school again and say Tennessee uh, Alabama does And by the way let
0: me let me cut you off cuz Arkansas is the other road game they have in the conference and Arkansas is I mean coming into this week's ranked top 10 they're still undefeated so I guess I should be fair and throw them into the conversation although I I don't Arkansas falls in that same category as they are a run first team and so therefore you know, I would kind of look at them the same way. But anyway, I just wanted to, wanted to, I don't, I don't want to just ignore a top 10 team and (laughs) pretend like they don't exist.
1: Yeah. I, I get the Arkansas, but they, I don't know if they can sit back in the pocket and, you know, pick apart Alabama's defense where I think Tennessee has a better shot at doing that. And I think the Neyland stadium is a way tougher environment to play in than going into Arkansas. It's just how it is. And so I think uh, they struggled this year on the road communication wise and with, you know, those new guys around them. They've already struggled, you know, just in general. And then to put it on the road game in Nealon Stadium, anything can happen. Yeah. All right. So so I want to just look ahead since since you're
0: not uh, with us on the podcast on Tuesday and Thursday. This is going to be your only chance to kind of preview these games. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about the, the two, what seem to be the biggest conference games, uh, for week four. Uh, let's start with, uh, with Texas A&M and Arkansas, which I believe are playing at Jerry World. So it's neutral site game. Uh, how, how do you see that matchup, uh, based on, on what you've watched for the first three weeks?
1: Uh, I'm going to say Arkansas is going to beat them by at least 14 points. Really? Uh, yep. Uh, yeah. I think they're they're gonna you know keep time of possession, they're gonna run the ball, and uh, Jefferson's gonna make plays, a couple splash plays throwing it, but I think on with using his legs, he's gonna you know make the difference. So you think his
0: ability to run will help them move the ball on AM because AM's defense to me. Um, it it's, I mean, it's been really solid so far this year. And, and that surprises me that you think that, that Arkansas, not that they'll win, but that they would win by double digits, given, given how difficult it's been for most teams to score on A&M so
1: far. Yeah. Just for some reason, that's (laughs) going my gut feeling on that one. I got to stick with it. All right. Okay. So speaking of gut feelings, how about,
0: uh, Tennessee and Florida? Um, that is the, the other big game next week, which used to be like, the game and a lot of seasons and uh, those of us who are a little bit older in our lifetimes, that used to be the pivotal game in the sec, uh, every week, which was, which not every week, every year, which, which was always played in September. And so it was, uh, it was played early, but, um, this year it's a, it's a big game. Um, but it, but it's really just to figure out if is either team a threat to Georgia. So, uh, the game is in Knoxville. What's your what's your assessment as we as we sit here, six seven days
1: out? I think it's going to come down to you know if they keep Ar in the pocket. If they can keep him in the pocket, not let him get out and uh, do what he did against Utah, I think they you know can at least win by a touchdown touchdown or more. But it's it's going to be close if they uh, it's to be close if they don't. If they let him get out of the pocket, it could be a long night for Tennessee.
0: All right, so last question as we sit here, end of week three, and I have a feeling I'm going to keep asking you this question throughout the season because it really is, to me, the big question that uh, not only everybody in the SEC is going to keep asking, and and the question is, do you think Alabama and Georgia are going to go undefeated into the SEC championship game, two undefeated teams playing each other? But before you answer it, what I was going to say is I think it's also the question – that people around college football are asking, because I think if you go nationally, the the big question is between Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State, will any of those three lose before late November? Because to me, the season hasn't really started, or I should say nothing has really happened of significance in the season until one of those three teams loses. And I think for a lot of people, they have a hard time seeing any of them lose until maybe at the earliest Ohio State playing Michigan, which, which is in Columbus. But anyway, as it affects the SEC, what are your thoughts right now? If you had to guess or or go one way, one side or the other, will Alabama and Georgia both be undefeated going into the SEC championship game?
1: I'm going to go with no. And uh, I think Alabama at some point is going to get beat. I think Tennessee, you know, has the best chance of doing it. Maybe Ole Miss. But Georgia, for the most part, they don't – I mean, they play Tennessee late. I just don't think Tennessee, you know, has a complete game in order to beat them. Now, if Georgia goes out, you know, has a bunch of mistakes and just plays terrible football, I think Tennessee has a chance. But I think Alabama the the only one that I think could lose a game.
0: Which would make it like last year. If Alabama loses once, they could go into the SEC championship game with one loss, Georgia undefeated. And, uh, you know, and last year, Alabama won that game and we ended up with two teams from the SEC in the playoff, which which could happen again. So um, we'll uh, we'll keep asking that question, like I said, and we'll, we'll see how you feel as, as the season goes on and we see more of Alabama and more of Georgia. But uh, for now, that's going to do it for us, for our conversation about the games of week three in the SEC. Tyler, thanks for hanging with me. Thanks for staying up late. We had a, we had a late night because of the uh, the nine o'clock Eastern kickoff for for Texas A and M. Um, but uh, but uh, you you did it, and I appreciate you uh, being here with me. And uh, for all of you out there, we appreciate you listening. Uh, if if you enjoyed the podcast, uh, please subscribe and then also give us a rating. And uh, if you uh, did enjoy it, we also look forward to uh, you hearing more of us. We will be back with more on Tuesday and then again on Thursday. And then as always, you'll be able to hear Tyler and myself break down the games each Sunday. So thanks again for listening to 4th and Manageable.